The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Some of your texts coming in this afternoon. Jay, the majority of kids I know right now are playing sports. They're dancing, doing gymnastics, whatever. Sleepovers, restaurants, shopping, but school isn't safe. Come on. And then Frank on the other side of it says, wow, are we really going to play Russian roulette with the kids of Alberta? I'm not a parent, but it seems to me that each day these kids and staff choose to go to school. You're rolling the dice. Uh, but hey, it's only one in six chance that they get the bullet brackets virus sounds like a pretty good odd right silver lining math teachers can use it as a real life example to teach probabilities this is crazy period that's from frank this afternoon beth says you know there are small family businesses that can't afford to have a child come home with a possible exposure all i can say is i'm glad my children are adults and shan says you know just a thought Maybe the worried parents and teachers should try and get a few schools and try to make a bubble group like the NHL. Not sure if it's feasible, but just an idea. That's from Shan this afternoon. So the NDP education critic Sarah Hoffman says uh, today's announcement about masks is a good start towards increasing safety in schools. But she says, uh, you know, the province still isn't doing enough to physically distance students, particularly uh, because class sizes have become too large. Um, Hoffman uh, telling Ryan Jesperson this morning that um, while the use of masks, you know, does show that it reduces transmission, it is not a guarantee to stop the spread, but it is one of those tools in the toolbox that we know about. She says that we need to look at limiting class sizes. You know, having masks available and PPE for students when they can't distance is one of those recommendations. So one down, 14 to go. Uh, The first one is around capping class size at 15. And uh, in your intro, you talked about Ontario doing that. We uh, have seen that in Greece and Norway as well. And one of the reasons why 15 was landed on by us is because that's what the recommendation is by the Chief Medical Officer of Health around safe cohorts uh, right now. So if that's the number we need to be safe, uh, then that logic should clearly extend to when kids go back to school, when they're spending longer amounts of time together and making sure that they have the physical space around them. That two-meter recommendation yeah, it seems to be key, and, and it works in other jurisdictions to slow the spread. So let's do it here. So that was uh, NDP education critic Sarah Hoffman. And uh, you can also remember that she was a uh, former uh, chair of the Edmonton Public School Board and uh, health minister in the Notley government as well. She is suggesting that the province uh, maybe work with some of the school districts to find some unused spaces in in the in communities and she says you know this idea is to spread some of those students into vacant buildings that are close to their schools like community centers or places of worship just to you know spread things out a little bit so interesting today that uh the the um superintendents of the Catholic School Board and the Public School Board spoke about how things are going to unfold um in their jurisdictions come September the uh, division is putting working, numerous they're working to adapt to the changes and the new rules uh the chief superintendent of edmonton catholic schools is robert martin and he tells 630 chad that they're working to modify plans they're aware that some students and teachers may get sick uh, but they're doing everything possible to ensure that doesn't happen the deputy superintendent of edmonton catholic schools is tim kusak he says there are going to be many changes when schools reopen in september 
The division is putting numerous strategies in place to mitigate the risks of contracting COVID-19. For example, enhanced cleaning, hygiene and safety protocols are being implemented as part of our occupational health and safety guidelines in all schools and sites in alignment with the advice from the Chief Medical Officer of Health. Cafeterias will provide prepackaged food only. High-touch surfaces such as microwaves and vending machines will not be available. Kindergarten through grade nine schools will be closed campuses. Students will not leave the school property during the day, which will help maintain cohort integrity. Students will remain in the same class during the day and teachers will move to them when possible. Any class changes required will be staggered. And at this time, lockers will not be made available for student use. School administrators will be part of an orientation this month prior to startup to ensure each school has everything in place for students on September the 2nd. Alberta Education has stipulated that we're to return to near normal operations, which means that schools are ready to accept their students in September. However, for those parents who have made a decision not to send their children back to school in September, Edmonton Catholic Schools will offer online learning that will meet the Alberta curriculum for kindergarten through grade 12. Parents will be sent messaging later today highlighting the differences between attending school in person and remaining at home getting instruction online. So that's interesting. A little bit more detail, right, on, on what's going to be happening at Edmonton Catholic Schools. So, um, you know, more cleaning, which we're expecting in all the schools, um, prepackaged foods only in the cafeterias, no vending machines, uh, high-touch surfaces they're worried about, right? Um, K-9, to there will be a closed campus, so kids can't be leaving at lunchtime or, you know, that sort of stuff, and there will be no lockers. And also offering, you know, the back and forth on the um, you know online learning from K to 12, so that'll be interesting to see how many students or and how many families take uh, take uh, you know Catholic uh, Edmonton Catholics up on that one. So what does it look like at Edmonton Public Schools? Chief Superintendent Daryl Robertson says they have a three pronged strategy that focuses on family, mitigating risk, and continuity of learning. Our strategy is focused on three key themes. Um, the first is family choice. And what I mean by family choice is that we are going to, at four different times of the year, welcome our families to choose between online and face-to-face learning. Um, all of our classes are going to be following, uh, obviously we have a common curriculum in the province, but we're also going to be pacing our units and the topics of our, uh, of our classroom activities all at the same time, which is unique. Um, we usually don't get into uh, a sort of pacing across the entire division, but we feel it's important, especially with the choice that we're offering uh, to our parents and students if they decide to go from online to face-to-face, that they're going into the class at the same time uh, that they left off in their, in their online class. So um, that is a, a key theme. Uh, another key theme is mitigating risk. We are carefully following the advice of the chief medical officer and we feel that we've put a very comprehensive plan in place uh, to provide guidance for our staff and our parents. And I also uh, mentioned the third and, uh, and final theme that I'll talk about, and that's continuity of learning. And again, uh, that is just ensuring 
that uh, students aren't missing out if they're going in between online and face-to-face. Okay, so what's it going to look like, though, for students and teachers, for your kids and for the teachers? Well, there's going to be health checks. Uh, there is going to be stay-at-home protocols put in place. Uh, but Edmonton Public Schools saying trying to limit class size to 15, they just simply cannot do. I heard the chief medical officer say this morning that there is no foolproof plan to stop the spread of COVID. But I think that we have taken every measure that we can, uh, given our given our budget and given the resources available to us and the capacity of our staff, uh, to put a really great plan in place to ensure that we're doing everything we can to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. And these include each morning, our staff and students will uh, will conduct a, a check, a, um, a health check prior to coming to school, and we'll be using the Alberta Health Services uh, guidelines for that. We will have strict stay-at-home protocols um, for any staff or students that are not feeling well. We will enhance our cleaning and disinfecting of our schools, high-touch surfaces, etc. Um, we, of course, will be encouraging physically distancing wherever possible. And I want to be completely clear, um, class sizes of 15, we, we cannot attain in our division. Um, we will have class sizes that are similar to other years, uh, but we will be removing furniture and rugs, etc., from classrooms to make as much space as possible. And we'll be orienting our classrooms uh, to ensure that uh, um, students aren't facing each other. But the, the uh, announcement this morning about masks uh, is, a, is a significant one. In the absence of being able to physically distance in our classroom, we will be requiring um, folks to wear masks. All right, so you've heard from uh, the health minister, you've heard from Dr. Dina Hinshaw, you've heard from the NDP um, uh, health critic, um, as well as Edmonton Catholic Schools and Edmonton Public Schools. And and, and as you can see, each uh, district, each um, is, is, you know, making their you know sharpening the point on on each of the rules that they are putting in place what might be happening over here might not necessarily be happening over here but i suspect that we're going to see a lot of the same things you know you talk about uh, edmonton catholic saying you know what no lockers available prepackaged food no vending machines i wouldn't be surprised if that's extended to others uh, as well some of your texts coming in this afternoon this one says jay schools can't control lice let alone covid Jeff says, I can tell you as a health service provider, I have to sanitize my office between each patient, which is extremely taxing. I don't know how they intend to sanitize each and every school every day. It is a gigantic task. That is from Jeff this afternoon. Um, Lots of them coming in at 780-496-0063. All right. You've heard from them all. You've heard from the politicians, you've heard from medical experts, and from the founder of a concerned parents group this afternoon. What do you think about what's being planned for a month from now? Phone lines are open, 780-496-0063. Your time right now to voice your concerns, or maybe you don't have any. I'd love to hear from you. Go. All right, the back-to-school plan, changing, adapting... We'll see what, uh, you know, what you think. Pam is on the phone this afternoon. Hi, Pam. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jaylen. 
Okay, what's on your mind? Well, I just have to tell you that I'm sick to my stomach that seeing how much money has been given to the oil and gas industry, billions of dollars, tax breaks and everything, and that the, the government cannot find the money to help keep our kids and teachers safe and return to school. Two thermometers for every school. When I heard that, I wish I could have laughed, but I can't. It makes me want to cry. Do you have any kids in the system, Pam? Yes, I do. Going into kindergarten and grade two. And they're the worst time because there's no way that you're going to be able to tell those little ones and keep a class, with keeping our, not even reducing our class size, a class of mm. 20 to 25 kids and having them um, social, di- physical distance, impossible. Pam, you sound really emotional. It sounds like this is really getting to you. It is. It is. I'm 71 years old. I take care of them. Maybe kids won't get sick, but what's going to happen to me? And that is a big, big concern, Pam. You're not alone with that one at all, at all. Um, So, you know, what's the possibility? Is Is there a possibility to keep the kids that are in your world home from school? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what I'll have to do. I, I did do the online learning as best I could with the older of the two. It's uh, it's really difficult, and how I'm going to do it with two little ones, I don't know. Well, Pam, um, I'm hopeful that as as we continue to move through this and then into September, that um, if you're listening to the show and we're talking about it, will you call us back? Will you let us know how you're doing, how the kids are holding up, and, and, and the choices that you made um, to, to educate uh, the little ones in your lives? Will you do that for us? Will do. Okay. You, All the best to you. That's Pam joining us this afternoon, and it is an emotional one for so many people. I know there are some folks out there who are thinking, okay, well, maybe they're teachers in schools, and maybe their elderly parents have something wrong. How does that change that relationship with their elderly parent? Maybe their parent, you know, depends on that person. So how does... How does that change everything? You know, aren't they now worried about bringing home possibly an infection to uh, an immunocompromised parent as well? There's a lot of layers here, and I get that some of you are totally cool and think that this is all blown out of proportion, but as you can hear from Pam, there's a lot of other people who are who are really, really worried about this. Claude's on the phone. Hi, Claude. Hi. How are you doing, Jalen? I'm good. What's on your mind this afternoon, Claude? Well, I'm really amazed by the turnaround of the provincial government from last week. Uh, last week, it was they, they, they hung uh, Dr. Henshaw out to dry. Uh, there was an afternoon uh, thing where she was asked three times if she had made any recommendations mm-hmm. or said to Mr. Kenny that uh, the province should do this, this, and this. And uh, then that same day, the province of Ontario with Doug Ford and don't get me don't get me going there i'm not a big uh, conservative uh, fan but mm-hmm. doug ford is showing better leadership than our premier is when when he's when they when they started rolling out their school thing uh i was impressed now a week yeah. later uh mr kenny and his uh his group of people are still kind of hanging out dr henshaw and saying well we're following the best we can and it's it's flexible but it's not flexible if you're a parent with children. You need some straight direction and answers and good leadership. 
Claude, I agree with you 100% on this one. And I, I said as soon as I heard that Premier Ford had made uh, the mask, uh, the, you know, uh, unveiled its plan, I said I said to my husband and I said to my producer of this show, I said, you watch, things are going to change very quickly. And a number of people texted in the same thing. I think a lot of people are surprised to see Doug Ford, Premier Ford, maybe leading the charge on the back-to-school plan across this country. I think they're surprised by it and are wishing that, uh, that uh, more would be done here. Well, I think Mr. Kenny is adopting the Donald Trump theory of uh, of, uh, of uh, leadership. Uh, wait to make a decision if I have to make a decision at all. Uh, pass the buck on to somebody else and hang them out to dry. And I'm afraid that Dr. Anshaw is wearing the brunt of this. And his minister, his minister of uh, of health, is 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 a lost cause in my opinion. Uh, just for the continuous attacks on the health care system, and that's going to affect our schools in the long run. Claude, I'm out of time here. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon, and thanks for your, uh, your thoughts on this one.